when I wake up in the morning and see a bright sunshine, then I lift my hands toward heaven and thank you for when I wake up in the morning and see the bright sunshine, then I lift my hands toward heaven and I thank you for Another day, another day, another day. I to see is to hear, legs to walk, a mouth to talk. Another day, another day, I thank you for another day. Seems like lately I just have funeral after funeral death after death. If it doesn't do anything else to you, it ought to just make you thank God. It ought to make you thank God that he has blessed you. Another day Another day I to see is to hear Legs to walk, a mouth to talk, another day, another day. I thank you for to see is to hear legs to walk a mouth to talk another day another day I thank you for another Don't you just thank God? Don't you just thank God for a brand new day, huh? I just believe that during this year of revival and renewal, 
I believe that God is showing us how to be grateful for little things. Things that we take for granted. I don't think after this is over, any of us will take another day for granted. We'll learn how to thank Him. We'll learn how to thank Him for each and every day. God is up to something. God is up to something. Whatever it is, I plan to be right in the middle of it. I do think it's sort of a strange thing, a sort of a wonder that this year that we have proclaimed as a year of revival and renewal. And the first thing that he did was run us up out of the church building. <laughs> I just thought that was just something. That's, that's something. It's maybe something we need to do outside of outside of here. From the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1 we'll begin reading at verse 3. <clears throat> These are the words that you will find there. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, I am persuaded that is in thee also. Amen. It was in your grandmother, Lois. It was in your mama, Eunice. Paul says, I'm convinced that the same stuff is in you, Timothy. I want to talk just for a few minutes from this subject. I want to talk about passing down a legacy of faith. Passing down a legacy of faith. How do you teach faith? We want our children to have faith. We want our children to walk by faith, but how do you teach that? want to make sure that our children are equipped to live in this world, and it is impossible to please God without faith. So we want our children to have it. We want those coming along behind us to have it. But how do you teach faith? This 
is a part of a somber letter that is written by the Apostle Paul to his son, Timothy. Paul was in prison for the last time and he knew that he would soon be put to death. The first time he was in prison in Rome, he was under house arrest and he could sort of go on and do his ministry, but this time he was not under house arrest. This time he was probably in a cold dungeon waiting to be put to death. Although, although, read it, although this is a somber letter, I want you to notice that it's not a letter of fear. It's not a letter of regret. Because Paul had already declared that for me to live is Christ. And for me to die is gain. And to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. As a matter of fact, toward the end of this letter, he even says, uh, yeah, the time of my departure is at home, at hand. But he also says, I'm ready for it. Are y'all hearing this? So, he writes to Timothy. This second letter, this second letter written by Paul to Timothy, and they, they, this is that second letter, and, and these are the last words that we ever have from Paul. Timothy had been Paul's traveling companion on his second and third missionary journeys, and Paul had left him in Ephesus to help out with the church there in Ephesus. Now they are separated. And although they are separated, Paul consistently prays for Timothy. He prays for him and, and he prays for him because not only was he a traveling companion, he was also his son in the faith. So here in Paul's second letter to Timothy, he makes a statement to Timothy that Timothy, I am persuaded that you are a man of faith. But not only are you a man of faith, he says you are a man of unfeigned faith. But if you read a little closer, you see that Paul attributed Timothy's faith to a deposit that had been made into him by his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. Look at Paul's words exactly. Look at his words. Verse 3, he says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which first dwelt, which dwelt first in your grandmama Lois and then in your mother Eunice, I am persuaded that it is in you also. So here, Paul accredits Timothy with not just faith, but he accredits him with what he calls unfeigned faith. He credits him. Let me tell you what that means. The, the, the English Standard Version said, calls it a sincere faith. Are y'all hearing me? Unfeigned. What is unfeigned 
faith. Let, let's look at it. Look at it. What is sincere? What is unfeigned faith? First of all, if there is unfeigned faith, then there must be feigned faith. So, if we can figure out the meaning of feigned faith, then we can understand what Paul means by unfeigned faith. The dictionary defines the word feigned as pretended, sham, counterfeit, unassumed, or assumed, rather, or fictitious. Are y'all hearing me? That's feigned faith. Feigned faith is a sham, counterfeit, assumed faith, or fictitious faith. So, Feigned faith would be pretended faith. It would be sham faith. Are y'all hearing me? Be sort of like all of my help comes from the Lord and I got a hundred guns in the house. That's feigned faith. So unfeigned faith then would be faith that is genuine. It would be faith that is real. <clears throat> Paul had worked enough with people to realize that everybody who professes faith does not have genuine faith. Are y'all hearing me? Some of y'all done figured that out too. <laughs> you figured out that everybody that, that professes to have faith really doesn't have faith. And even toward the end of this letter, Paul begins to talk about those who had abandoned the mission, who had abandoned the faith, but not so with Timothy. His faith was unfeigned. Timothy's faith was real. Timothy's faith was genuine. And Paul attributed that faith to his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. So, the question that we raised this morning, how do you raise children like that? How do you raise children to have genuine faith? Since it's Mother's Day, since it's Mother's Day and the examples that we have in the text are both mothers, let me give this to mothers this morning. Now, now. The perfect scenario would be a mother and a father, but the truth is, sometimes we got to work with something other than that. The perfect scenario would be a mother and a father, but sometimes we have to work in a scenario that's not quite perfect. Note, there is no mention here in the text. There's no mention of Timothy's father. There's no mention of his role in Timothy's upbringing. Acts 16 and 1 does let us know that his father was Greek and probably not a believer, but we find here a believing mother and grandmother. Are y'all hearing me? A believing mother passing down to her son, Timothy, those things her believing mother had passed down to her. Follow me now. We hear we hear a whole lot about generational curses. 
but we don't hear a whole lot about generational blessings. Are y'all hearing me? I'm a believer that blessings can be passed down from generation to generation also. And this text here is an example of that. So, just what is it that this grandmother and this mother did to cause their son and grandson to develop into a man of genuine faith? One key verse is in chapter 3, verse 15. That's a key verse right there. Paul says to Timothy, from a child, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. You've known that from a child. Are y'all hearing me? That says to me that as a, as a mother, Eunice took on the responsibility of teaching her child Scripture. Are y'all hearing me? She took the responsibility of teaching her child the Holy Script. Get it now. As a child, as a child, as a child, she taught him the Bible. Which first of all, which first of all meant, first of all, let's don't take anything for granted. First of all, that means she knew it. She knew the Bible. You hear me? Can't teach what you don't know. Our mother, our mother only lived for 18 years after I was born. She's been with the Lord now for 51 years. But one of my strongest memories of our mother was her teaching us scripture. How she sit us down on the floor. She had this little book, uh, Catechisms. <laughs> and, and she would sit there and drill us and she would have us repeating scriptures, be not conformed to this world. That's one of my fondest memories of mama teaching us scripture. So, so Eunice made sure that her son knew the scriptures. But examine closely and you see a motivation for teaching that. You see why she did that. She did it so that he would get to know Jesus. Read your Bible. Read me. Now get it. She could not accept Jesus for him, but she made sure that he was exposed to what the Bible says about Jesus. Y'all hear me? In other words, she did her part and then she had the right to expect that the Holy Ghost would do his part. Let me say it again. She did her part. And then she had the right to expect that the Holy Ghost would do his parts. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But I can't at all understand this new concept of parenting, this this concept of saved parents who say, I don't want to force my child into my faith. I don't understand that. That, that blows my mind. I don't want to force my child to, to believe what I believe. I, I, I want to give them the opportunity to find their own way. I, I don't, 
I don't get that. Why don't you just let them decide what they want to eat? Are y'all hearing me? Why don't you just let them decide whether or not they want to go to school? Why don't you let them decide whether or not they want to abide by your rules or not if you're going to let them do what they... Are y'all hearing me? No. It's your job. Your responsibility to lead them to Christ if you know him yourself. But not only, not only is she teaching her son scriptures, not only is she teaching that, which which provides a guide for the way he lives his life. Not only is she setting him up for a personal relationship with Jesus by teaching him scriptures. She, yeah, by, by doing this, she is setting him up for a life of service. Let me show it to you. Let me show it to you. Second Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Are y'all hearing me? She got him ready to serve. So, here it is. Mothers, here it is. Parents, if this information age and this information age that we are living in right now, in this age of how-to books, Parenting seminars, and they are all designed to impact your children one way or the other. Know that is your responsibility. Are y'all hearing me? You got to know that it is your responsibility to raise your child in faith. And not just faith, you got to raise them in unfeigned faith. Real faith, true faith. Got to train that child. Got to give him faith that will weather the storms. That child, oh yeah, you got to train him in a faith that will keep him safe when trouble is all around him. Faith that will keep them even when you are not around. That's your job. To instill that faith. Yes, pastor. Yes, that's the faith I want my child to have. That's the faith I want them. I want to see them walking by faith. But how do I teach them that? How do I teach them that kind of faith? Well, and this becomes a question. And in this age of technology, there are so many things that we look for. Is there a how-to book? Are y'all hearing me? Is there, is there something I can get online? Is there an app for that? How can I teach my children faith? Let me submit today a whole lot simpler than that. You don't have to look for an app. You don't have to look online. It's a whole lot simpler than that. As a matter of fact, none of that going to work no how. If you want your child to have unfeigned faith, you want your child to have sincere, unshakable faith, it's simple. Here it is right here. Walk in faith before them. I know you were looking for something deep. I know you were looking for something deep, but here's how you do it. Walk in faith before them. As a matter of fact, you don't live in faith before them. 
Don't try to teach it any other way. Your children will only learn what they see you live. Are y'all hearing this? When it comes to faith, when it comes to faith, they are taking your lead. If you carry your Bible on Sunday and never open it the rest of the week, they will learn that the Bible is just for Sunday. Are y'all hearing me? That's feigned faith. They see you praise God in church and never at home. They will learn that praise is a Sunday thing. That's feigned faith. If they only hear you pray when there is a problem, then they will learn that prayer is just for trouble time. That's feigned faith. If you boast about having faith and then sit around worrying all the time, that's feigned faith. If they hear you celebrating the unconditional love of Jesus and know that you got some folk you can't stand, are y'all hearing me? They'll learn that it's all just a show. That's feigned faith. I leave you this morning by telling you that mother or father is not an honorary title. It's a working job description. Let me say it again. Mother is not an honorary title. It's a working job description. And I wish I could tell you, I wish I could tell you that it's an easy job, but all of us in here know that it's, we know better than that, but I can tell you this. If you do it just right, y'all ain't hearing me. If you do it just right, if you can walk in faith before them, your children will rise up and call you blessed. If you walk in faith before them, they will learn to love God for themselves. If you walk in faith before them, you can rest in the assurance that they're going to be all right even when you are no longer around. David said it like this, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord are y'all hearing me? Will lift me up. It's if you walk in faith before them, yeah, they, they will they, they, they will learn that God it, it, that there is a God who rules earth and heaven. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you walk in faith before them, they'll learn that there's a God who rules above with a hand of power and a heart of love. If you walk in faith before them, they will come to know Jesus for themselves. But not only that, not only that, they will pass it on to their children. Like Lois and Eunice did, they'll pass it on down. They'll tell their children if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side. They'll tell their children the Lord will make a way somehow. They'll tell their children, you just hold on to God's unchanging hand. They'll tell their children, they'll pass it on down. They'll tell their children that God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son. They'll tell their children that he loved us so much. Are y'all hearing me? Just pass it on. They'll tell their own children that he went to the cross. He loved us so much that he gave his life that he died on the cross for the sins of the world. But thank God they'll know the rest of the story. Oh, yes, he died. Oh, yes, he died. Oh, yes, they buried him in a barred tomb. But they'll tell the rest of the story. They'll tell them that early Sunday morning. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, I don't ever get tired of telling this story. Early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. You raise them. You pass it down to them. Show it to them. Walk in it. And they will learn it. Your children will, and they can, and they will walk in faith. This is Mother's Day. This is Mother's Day. The day I want to. Give everybody. Salvation is for everybody. It's not just for mothers to be saved on Mother's Day. It's for everybody. I thank God for the word of God today. And what I want now, if you are in the sound of my voice, if you're in the sound of my voice, you've heard the word of God. You've heard about the love of God. He loved us so much that he gave his son to die in our place. You've heard that. Now the key now is if you can just believe that. If you can just believe it in your heart. He wants to save you today. And I'm here to announce that wherever you are, wherever you're listening, you don't have to be sitting up in here. (laughs) Thank God. He's proven that. But wherever you are today, if it's this is the day that you want to change your heart and change your mind and say, I believe that. The beauty of this is that wherever you are, he's there. Wherever you are, he can turn your life around right there. So right now, wherever you are, if you would just look toward heaven, if you would just say, I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. I realize that I've got to make a change. I realize that my life is not what it ought to be. But I believe. I believe that God loved me so much. I believe God, he loved me enough to give his son. I believe that he died for me. I believe that. And I believe that he got up with the power to save me. And if you can make that decision right now, he'll save you right there in your bedroom at the table, on your couch, wherever you are, he'll save you right now. And if you believe that today, if you believe that today, and you will ask him, he'll come in. Now the next step, once you have accepted him, once you are saved, once you've accepted him, then the next step is that you need to find yourself a Bible-based, Bible-believing church. And you need to show up as soon as the doors are open. You're already, don't, don't get it confused, you're already a part of the church. You're already in the church. But now you need to find a body of believers. Iron sharpens iron. You need to find a body of believers where you can unite, where you draw strength from. A body of believers where you have fellowship, 
with the body of Christ. My desire is that would be Salem. My desire is that would be Salem. But if it's not Salem, find a church. Find a Bible-believing, Bible-based church. Find your one. Show up there. He'll turn your life around. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain. Jesus. It's invitation time. Wherever you are, consider him now. faithful for faithfully tuning in thank you so much all of the encouraging words texts and and emails and all of that stuff I just thank you so much for just being so encouraging during this time it's almost like y'all know what it's like to have to preach to an empty church <laughs> and I thank God I thank God and let me just announce to you that I don't feel no ways tired. Amen. I've come too far from where I started from. I, and I, I know that is because you're praying for me. Praying as we continue to go to funeral after funeral. It seems like we're burying so many. But God is yet in charge. If I didn't believe that, I'd throw my hands up. But I, I know that 
God still rules and he still super rules the heavens and the earth. Would we just continue to be in prayer with those members of our church family who are going through, who are, who are experiencing death right now. Uh, Brother Maurice Kennard, uh, Brother Maurice Kennard, his mother went home to be with the Lord and I would that we would just pray for he and his wife, his family, as they go through this period. Uh, again, Reverend Lester Gregory has experienced a loved one gone home. His brother this week, his brother Mac, went home, his younger brother. And so let's continue to pray for Reverend Gregory and the entire family. Uh, Sister Alfreda Pruitt uh, lost a brother. Her brother went home, her brother Henry, uh, Wimberley. So let's just continue to lift Sister Pruitt and that family in our prayers. Next week is Communion Sunday. Next week is Communion Sunday. So this week, please feel free to come by and let's prepare ourselves to observe uh, our communion on next Sunday. You can come by and pick up uh, your communion elements here. Uh, you can pick them up or just whatever we need to do so that we can prepare to partake of the Lord's Supper on next Sunday. Again, God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Let's just continue to pray that whatever it is that God is doing, that we'll be a part of what God is doing. God is doing some stuff. I don't know when it'll be, but I just can't wait until we're back in this place again. I, I'm just believing that that God is going to just do something that's going to blow all of our minds. I will share this. I will share this. And all of this is new to me, uh, online and streaming and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm learning. I'm learning some stuff. And at my age, I'm learning this for the first time. Uh, let me help somebody out <laughs> in case y'all don't know. Say, <laughs> so I'm learning this. Let, let me just share this with y'all so y'all will know, just in case you don't know, especially the senior citizen. When you are Zooming and coming to class in the Zoom, let me share something with you. They can see you. <laughs> let me make sure you know that. I, I want to make sure everybody know that. We, they, 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 they can see you, so just know that. <laughs> this has been a time of learning. I'm learning that our congregation is much bigger than what we thought. I'm learning that congregation is not confined to this building. That there are people, as a matter of fact, I'll go on and share with you. I, we, we, have a, we have a member, we have a matter of fact, I'm going to go on and call her a member. We have a person in California who desires to unite with this church. And guess what? We're going to take her in too. <laughs> We just bless the Lord for what he is doing in this season. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Having said that, we're on our way out. But having said that, if you have made a decision for Christ, if you don't have a church home, call the church office. Just call the church office and express and let us know that. And by the time this is all over, you will already have your brand new church home. So just call the church office. Give us your name, your information. You don't have to wait. We'll put you on the mailing list right now. 
that didn't come out good. I say, we will put you on the mailing list right now. Just call and just say that you want to be a part of what God is doing, a part of Salem Church. And we can take care of that right now. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. God be with you. Till we meet again. Morgan, thank you so much. Was Morgan a blessing today? Was Morgan a blessing today? Morgan blessed us today. Now this is Mother's Day, and that's your tribute from Morgan. So I'm not going to ask the mothers to do this. But all of the fathers and all the men, let me tell you what we're going to do for Morgan. Morgan, do you have a cash app? Do you have? You got a cash app? All right. I'm going to find out that cash app. Honestly, I'm learning a whole lot of stuff. I'm learning. That's a crazy question. All y'all got cash apps. Yep. I want your cash app. And you call the church. Men, brothers, fathers, call the church. She blessed us. She gave some of y'all forgot to get a gift. And she, she, she saved y'all today. So y'all get her cash app. And we're going to take care of Morgan. We're just going to tell her thank you. Amen. All right. So just call the church office. Get her cash app. We're going to put it out there. And we're going to make sure we take care of Morgan. Because she saved a whole lot of us today. God bless you. God keep you till we. God bless you till we meet again. God be with you. praise team all who come thank you all so much for coming I know that there are others who desire to be here but hold on just a little while longer hold I know you desire to be here you want to be a part we'll open the door soon but not just yet thank you for your desire God bless you God keep you now may the grace of God sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with us now henceforth and forevermore let us all say There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. 048 
or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.